The following podcast contains spoilers and words such as done and bother. Mate, did we watch a thing this week? Yeah, we did. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to We Watched a Thing. I'm Billy. I'm looking at my buddy Tofa. How you doing, friend? Oh, so good. It's good to be back in person, isn't it? We've been remote for ages now. Been a while. <laughs> since I've seen your face as we chatted. <laughs> how, how you been? Usual. Yeah? Been up to anything exciting? Watched anything good? Nah, man. No? <laughs> Mate, you guessed it on some things this week, did you not? True. There is a recent episode up for the Movie Journey podcast yes. where I joined them for a bit of a, a bit of a quiz battle and a, a movie draft. Yes, our third time on Pod v Pod, but first without me. And coincidentally, I, d- I don't know if you know it's probably irrelevant, but first time we won. <laughs> okay, so people can read into that what they want. <laughs> Look, I'm great at trivia. I'm great at it. I'm the best. <laughs> By far? (laughs) By far. (laughs) Nobody has better trivia than me. I've seen the questions. They're beautiful. They're beautiful questions. (laughs) But we have happened to have lost the last two times that I have been on. Interesting. (laughs) But I I, I helped you. I helped you come up with, you know, things for the movie draft. Yeah, there was a dialogue there to be sure. Yeah, I dare say that at least some of the movies you wouldn't have thought of if I had not brought them up. I don't know that that's true. Did you have The Fly on your list? Because I I know that you don't like The Fly as much as I do. Well- I mean, yes, it's not in like my- I mean, you absolutely love that film. Yes, it's I, in my top 100, which yeah, I'm working on at the moment. I really like that film. Yeah, okay. Um, but yes, it would have- But look, our, our victory. Our, yes, it's us. It's for <laughs> us. So go check that out at the movie journey. And also, very early this morning, you were doing some some charity stuff, were you not? Uh, that's true. There was a podcast-a-thon uh, that Sam from Movie Reviews and 20Qs and I- Partook. No, so that, that was great. I, I myself did not listen because I was still sleeping. But um, good on you guys for that. That's great. Yeah, we were great. Uh, helping out a member of the podcast fraternity, yeah. um, which which was delightful. That's good. All right. What are we talking about this week, my friend? We are just mildly throwing it into reverse. Um, yeah. A, a film that was kind of a- Sort of a victim of shutdown, really, wasn't it? It had kind of just come out and then- Yeah, so this film came out on March- Sixth, uh, of course, you know, right around the time of things closing down, this would have been about the same week that Bloodshot came out. I made the choice to go see this, and then I believe you caught it on video on demand because it was released on video demand immediately after the shutdowns. Do you feel like this film might have had a pretty good run if not for the shutdown, or do you think it's about where it would have been anyway? I don't think this was going to be a hit of 2020. No, I, like, this is the kind of movie to me that streaming makes sense for. No one's going to go to the cinemas to see this unless there's nothing else on, like Bloodshot. So, <laughs> Bloodshot. <laughs> Which at least has Guy Pearce in it. <laughs> I'd really hoped we'd talked about Bloodshot for the last time, but <laughs> keeps coming back. But, yeah, I, I feel like I think this is a prime example of where we're going to see more things going to streaming. Like, this kind of fell to streaming because of the shutdown. But now, obviously, in the last month or so, we've seen movies like the Kevin Bacon piece of shit. (laughs) You know, movies of that caliber kind of going straight to streaming. And I think that even once cinemas are open, we'll probably see that continue. All right. The Way Back is a 2020 American sports drama film in some nations titled Finding the Way Back, directed by Gavin O'Connor and written by Brad Inglesby, and it stars Ben Affleck, Al Madrigal, Michaela Watkins, and Janina Gavanka. And what is it about, Toph? Well, uh, it's a Gavin O'Connor film, so unsurprisingly, it's about um, it's about sports. 
And it's about men and their emotions. <laughs> yes. Affleck caught feelings. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see Warrior? I didn't see Warrior. That's the one about the two brothers. Yeah. yeah. I've heard good things. Deeply overrated film. Really? Because people do rave oh, they about love that it. movie. It's fine. Like, it's fine. Yeah. But it's just fine. <laughs> people are sick for that movie. And I'm like, why? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, Edgerton and who's his brother? Hardy. Oh, right. Okay. So, decent cast. I watched it on a plane. Right. And I was fine with that. <laughs> I was like, I didn't- Yeah. This is a perfectly acceptable <laughs> plane movie. Warrior, I don't get the love for it, to be honest. So, let's start with the, the main performance, which really was that even when this film did have some kind of buzz, all the buzz was really just about Sad Fleck. No one was really talking about the film as a whole. That's true. Uh, you know I'm a massive Affleck fan. I know that you, at times, I know you think he was the bomb in Phantoms. But <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure of your opinion on the outside of that. I know you love his shit-eating grin in Reindeer Games. God. Um, where were you on this? Do you think- uh, Let's say that this was in a different world where this film did get a little bit more, you know, shutdown didn't happen. Do you think there is a world where he may have been looking at an Oscar nomination for this film? Or do you think that was always a far-fetched- thing people were talking about. I think that's a stretch. Yeah. That's not to say I think he's bad in the film. He gets to play a recent version of Ben Affleck. <laughs> so, I suppose you'd want to hope he's got some connection to the character. Now, do you think he gained all that weight for this film or was he just happening to look like this at the time? Dude, he's a big dude. Look at him in look at him as Batman. He's a big dude. Yeah, but in this he's less built and more chunky. Affleck is now shocking as it is to people. Affleck's almost 50. Yeah, that's true. Like, he's not going to look like a track star anymore. Yeah. If I am in that shape at 48, and I won't be, <laughs> I'll I'm, be very happy. Mate, I'm I'm just a smidge <laughs> over 32, and I'm not in that shape. <laughs> 48 is a-, is a dr- If I'm alive at 48, it'll be a good run. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, post kind of- I suppose it was kind of what, th- the town-ish, where Affleck yeah. got big- um, yeah. I think that the kind of modern physical presence works for Affleck. Same. I, I, I tell you what, one thing that he really has going on, I think this film has some pacing issues, which I don't think helps his performance because it is hard to buy his character's arc when I think the structure of the film is is a bit off. But one thing that he really has is great presence, I think. Throughout this entire film, you really do just- you buy into him. He's really what anchors this film, I think. Without that lead performance, I don't think this film would be half as interesting as it is. Without star power, this is a midday movie. Absolutely, yeah. I was really surprised at how short the film was. Yeah, I, think I saw it listed today at an hour 48. That sounds right to me, yeah. yeah. And I do think that it does, as I said earlier, have some pacing issues, particularly the last 30 minutes of this film move really, really quick. I really enjoy the middle section where we're really into the the basketball stuff. And I actually I I enjoyed the surprise twist halfway through that his son had died because up until that point th- that's literally maybe an hour into the movie and you kind of you don't really know much about this character and why he is the way he is. You know, you know that he's divorced, but you don't know if that's because of the drinking or if the drinking started after. So I I quite enjoyed that little twist. But from there things happen really quick. When he gets fired from being the coach, that's like 25 minutes left of the movie 
And then they pack in a lot of action, quote unquote, in that last 25 minutes. And I just don't buy the character arc from that point because it is so fast paced. Did you find the same thing? Yeah, I'd already been feeling it before that. I mean, yeah, right. honestly, when he takes the job as the coach, I was like, really? Yeah. And then he almost <laughs> really? immediately quits drinking. That you- happens really quickly. Yeah. You got offered the job. You were never going to take it. You went home, got bombed out of your skull and then turn up to take the job because- Reasons? See, that I kind of buy. And one scene I really, really liked was the scene where after he's been offered the job, he goes home, he's got that case of beer at the fridge and he's one at a time moving to the freezer and he's rehearsing that phone call to say he's not going to take the job. And he can't get it right because he knows that it is something he actually wants. So that bit I actually bought, but it was- from then when, you know, I don't know how many games he taught, like one or two, and all of a sudden he was completely sober and he was just coach of the yeah, year. Yeah. And, and it's like, you know, and I really, as much as I dig that part of the movie, because even though I'm not a huge sports guy, I think they did a really good job of making you feel for this team. Like, it's an underdog story in a lot of ways. And, and I think that aspect of the film works. But I just didn't buy his arc there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um Another point on his drinking at home, this film frames it that having a beer in the shower is a bad thing. <laughs> I nearly messaged you at that point. I was like, shower beer. Everyone loves a shower I love beer. a shower beer. <laughs> you know, I've gotten really into bath beers. <laughs> quite often, at least twice a week, I'll just have a warm bath with like, you know, a nice cold stout or something. Like, It's good. It's good stuff. And then, <laughs> maybe you'll cut this, but then when the bottle's empty, you can fill it up and use it to wash yourself. <laughs> Some friends of mine used to use their bath to brew beer. Yeah, okay. okay. That was their use for it. Um, yeah, but shower beers, not a problem. Not a problem, movie. Um, but yeah, things, like you said, things happen quick. Like, for me, I'm like, I'm not totally convinced that, yes, you actually took this job. From there, you know, he coaches coaches game, drives to the bar, doesn't go in. I'm like, yeah. wow, that that turned around. Yeah, it happened just really quick. Very quick. Yeah. Very quick. Um. The team also starts winning awfully yeah, quickly. that happened really quick. And I, I quite liked the first time it happened. I was like, oh, that's strange. When you get the freeze frame and the score comes up, it seemed like a weird device for this film because it, it like the first 20 minutes aren't a sports film at all. And then it gets very heavy into almost Mighty Ducks territory. It's like this, exactly. film, this film is an underdog sports story and then it changes again. So the first time the device came up, it shook me. But even when they're losing, it's by, like, one or two points. And, like, their second game in, they just win every game. And it's like, wow, is he that good of a coach? I was going to say, they get that first game he coaches, they get absolutely pounded. Yeah. It, like, they get just dunked on. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what you meant to believe from this team. Yeah. And the, the, even, you know, the assistant coach says, these guys aren't very good. Yeah. <laughs> and like, having- I think of seasons that I've played in in, in team sports, and I'm like- we, we were not a change of coach away oh, no. from <laughs> no. from turning around our performance. No. <laughs> like, no. this is, in terms of the sport in the film yeah. and their point, it's it's real Mighty Ducks territory. It is. It is. It's, it's almost family film territory. And the problem is that you don't even, because of how quick things move, I don't feel like you get to know or appreciate the players as much as the film thinks you do. Like, mm-hmm. the kid that he ends up making team captain- I don't believe that he's that much better a player than the rest of the team because you don't see that in the film. Yeah. And there's not enough time invested in that kid that I care 
that no. his dad. I, like, I just don't care what his dad thinks about basketball and, and this that's team. right and really the only reason for that kid having any kind of a b story is to supplement the affleck story firstly you're hitting the notes about affleck's dad and his treatment with his dad because you know it's the way he tells the kid is the way you find out that part of his past and why he quit basketball and secondly you know he sees a bit of himself in this kid and maybe there's a thing about his son as well but it's also murky that I, yeah like you said i just don't care i would rather i would rather just have 20 extra minutes of actual character development from Affleck yeah. rather than using that kid to seed some other stuff. Yeah. Nothing to get the- um, That kid's good in the film. Yeah, I think most of the- ch- Yeah. I was going to say child actors. They're, they're older than that. But I think most of them are, are really quite good. And I buy- I buy them as high schoolers, which is rare for most films about <laughs> yeah. high schoolers. But they do seem kind of- Young and you know, I I don't mind the the extra cast there. Yeah, mostly you've got Joshua Jackson still playing a high schooler. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now, Pacey can never not look young. <laughs> yeah. Um, look, never having played any form of organised basketball, I'm a uh, I'm uncertain on the percentages that these kids seem to be nailing three pointers. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Steph Curry's looking at these kids jealously. They cannot miss. Yeah, I know. And these are meant to be shit kids. Like, it's- like they're the teams that that game where they blow the 10-point lead because the opposition are just like, boom, boom, boom. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> this is- There is some serious talent in this high school conference. <laughs> The whole concept of high school basketball seems really strange to me. Would you watch a, a high school basketball game? I'd hope not, because I would have to be <laughs> bored shitless. You'd have to be as bombed as Affleck. <laughs> yeah. Like, so the whole concept. If, if I don't have a, if me. I don't have a kid in the game, yeah. if I don't teach at the school, even then, if I'm a teacher at a school, am I giving up my time outside of school to watch my place of employment, who I probably <laughs> yeah. hate? Yeah. Play in a basketball game that means nothing to me. That's probably a hard no. Yeah. So the whole concept is so foreign to me. And I know that in the States, things like high school basketball, college basketball, football, like they're big things. Like mm. high school football, the whole fucking town turns out. Here, that's such a foreign concept. Yeah. I mean, there's an investment in it if you're genuinely good and you can get a scholarship to go to college playing sport and yada, yada, yada. Sure. I understand it's going to be important for some people, but as a- as a, would I just watch high school sport? Uh, no. <laughs> I feel like here it would probably be seen as a creepy thing. Like I reckon if, so. If you turned up to a high school to watch a high school sport and you were like, even if you lived close to the school but didn't and have it was a your there or Even if it like was your school, you're like, yeah, yeah this, is, this is my team. People I feel like, like it would be seen like as a weird yeah, thing. Dude, what are you doing yeah, here? Yeah, stop watching these kids. Were you at all tickled by the moment when Ben Affleck's character says, I'm always angry? It's <laughs> like, wrong superhero. You know what, though? He would have made a great Hulk. Yeah, I could see Affleck as Hulk. Yeah. I could definitely see him, especially now that he's kind of already, you know, chunky. Like, well, no, I was going to say, I think you need to go back to- You need the difference between big Hulk and, yeah. and sad scientist. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think he could pull it off. I think that's a good thing about someone, Ed Norton's frame, doing it is yeah. that it's so different. I actually quite like Ed Norton's Hulk. I'm not going to lie. I'm that one guy. It's been that- I, Man, I barely remember it. I honestly- I know I've seen it, but- I, I, Look, I like Ang Lee, and I like his directorial style. I'm not going to lie. I, I remember quite that's Banner, That's that Banner's film. Hulk. Right. That's what I'm thinking of. I haven't seen Norton's Hulk. Right. 
I like Banner's Hulk, though. Oh, then you are that one guy. I am that one guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I haven't seen Norton's Hulk, like most other people, I would assume. (laughs) Um, You know what I really did enjoy about the film, and I'm sure that you have nothing to add on this, is the score. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I really liked the score for this film. I think it was, um, you know, it hit those emotional notes, but it, it was just- it was just a really tight, good score. The instrumentation of it was really interesting. It was lots of very kind of electronic without sounding synthy, and I really dug it. Hmm. I gotta say, I, I certainly initially I really dug the look of the film. Like, yeah, recently we were talking about Bad Education and the yeah. fact that they've it's a very unsexy looking film. Yeah. It looks, you know, yep, this is this looks like a dingy bar, and this looks like a. Yeah. In dingy high school locker room, that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, the production design certainly was great. I thought the bar was a good look. Yeah, and I think all that works really well for a like for a sad fleck addiction yeah. story. Um, then when things start coming kind of easily and I'm like, am I watching a sad fleck film or a Mighty Ducks film? I'm like, okay, all of a sudden this looks awfully gritty for- yeah. Yeah. For a midday movie. See, but then the movie ends on such a gritty note as well that by that point, I think the cinematography and, and the look comes back to working again. I think really the problem is just that middle chunk of the film. Except for the final shot, which can just get in the bin. You're not a fan of that final shot? Oh, that pullback drone. The, the sun, like, you know. Too much sun? The, yeah. The the happy sunset shot at the end. I'm just like, oh, come on. And he misses half of those shots. I'm like, come on, guys. You can't. I know. It's like, come on. Just CG the ball going in. But I was like, oh, no, come on. Pull it back. Yeah, no, I I quite enjoyed the look of the film. I thought the editing was really good. I think the pacing shot-wise is good. I think they hold on to shots a decent amount of time. And the movement that is in the shots is really nice, like the camera choreography. What I didn't like, though, was it is very depth of field-y. And it, which, as we've said before, to me, kind of gives it that first time film student look of like, oh, look how pretty this is. And to me, that kind of counteracted the dinginess of the sets and the lighting and stuff. Mm. So I could have done without that so much. But I thought the actual overall camera work and editing was really nice. I didn't need for it to be as handheld as much as it was. Yeah, I I didn't actually notice the shifts between handheld and- Yeah, the scene where he he meets up with his- I suppose they're still married. He's separated yeah. from his wife and they meet up and there's just there's points where I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm aware of the camera and I wish I wasn't. Yeah, that's fair. You never should be aware of the camera. I, I wasn't. I didn't feel yeah. that at all. Maybe that's to do with I was in the cinema, the bigger screen, you know, the kind of lack of um, exterior kind of. But, yeah, I didn't notice that so much. Let's talk about kind of the end of the film because, as, we, as we've said, it moves at a very, very fast paced. How did you feel about the way things end up here like i didn't mind him losing his job um i do think his return to drinking happens as quick as his return to sobriety uh but it i don't know the whole car accident and getting beat up in someone's house it it all just moved at such a fast pace that i was really kind of not into it really and it felt so disconnected from what had come prior Uh, yeah and like i'm not necessarily against that stuff but then there's just no consequence to it so yeah. I'm like, either just have him run into a telephone pole. Yeah. And like, that's the wake up call thing. Yes. Otherwise, yeah, this whole episode with the breaking, not quite breaking and entering, but you know, that. I'm like, okay, well, it's not like, it's a, it's not a bad scene. Yeah. But then it's like, okay, that happened and moving on. 
I think you hit the nail on the head using the word episode there, because that's right, it felt really episodic to me. It didn't feel like a continuation of this story. It felt like like a short story in itself, like a little chapter in this guy's life that's like, oh, and then this happened. And it's that for me just didn't work because, like you said, it had no consequence after. It kind of really had no build-up before, and it just felt strange. We should have had it. We should have cut to a shot of the person he's taking home, just sitting on the end of her bed going, <laughs> looking at where is this guy? Like, yeah. <laughs> She's got rose petals <laughs> on the bedspread. A couple of candles lit. <laughs> All right. So, overall, I, I had a pretty good time with this film, and I think a lot of the filmmaking worked. I think Affleck was really strong, as I always do. I think it has some pacing issues, but overall, I'm giving it a seven. I, I really enjoyed my time with this film. Yeah. I'm like- totally okay with it. Don't one of those times where I'm like I don't want my time back. I'll never watch it again. Um 5 out of 10. It's fine. Yep. Fair call. All right. What are we getting to next week, buddy? Are we doing fresh Netflix next week or are we doing Patron next Let's week? Let's do fresh Netflix. Okay. We'll get- yeah. So we'll see- we'll watch Charlize Theron kicks some ass. I like Charlize Theron and I really I think she's a great action star. Did you I forget If we've spoken about this, did you like Atomic Blonde? I never saw Atomic Blonde. I didn't think so. I saw it in the cinemas and I loved that movie. I thought it had such great style to it and she's awesome. So, I'm always keen for some Charlize action. All right, nice. That's coming next week. All right. In the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that at wewatchedathing.com or wewatchedathing at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter, all under the handle at wewatchedathing. If you want to help support the show, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash wewatchedathing and we'll catch you next week. (laughs) See ya. Oh,